Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Thursday night football tonight from Atlanta. Amal, you said when a team gets embarrassed, yeah. come back with them the next week. This line's at seven right now, fluctuating between, I won't say vacillate, fluctuating <laughs> between six and a half and seven. Patriots have looked good, maybe the most improved team in football, but are you willing to lay the price here today? I don't know if I'm willing to lay. You know, I don't reason I don't like you saying vacillate. I don't want it to be the only I'm the only guy on this network that didn't get an eight hundred on the verbal section of the SAT here compared to everyone else at Vison. But in terms of this matchup, Mike, to me, I look at it like this is too many points on the road, despite the fact the Patriots have outscored their opponents in the last four games, 150 to 50, winning by an average margin of 25 points, thoroughly dominant. Matt Ryan 0 4 in his career against the Pats. I can tell you right now, this guy's probably had nightmares. Thank God it's a short week for him. Do you think that we will see more money on Atlanta tonight or less volume overall being the number of people that got a haircut last Thursday night with the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, I, You know, that's a great question. I like but your seriously, terminology. People, Different circumstance, though. Right? They went to overtime, hard-fought game yeah. against this game. I mean, they didn't get to face off against Baker. If Baker were playing <laughs> on the other side, the game would have been over in the second quarter. Uh, but in this matchup here, and Mike, I see the number now at DraftKings has trickled down to six and a half, so... I can see why people took the seven. I, I still think Atlanta will be competitive. I just don't know if they're going to be good enough to move the ball and they will be able to slow down Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been tremendous. He's got to be the rookie of the year right now for the uh, a, excuse me for the offensive player of the year. Um, would you tease them down to a half here? Uh, we'll talk about teasers later in the program. Would you tease them down to lead off a teaser here this week? Um, I would not. It's not my style of play. Thursday, quick turnaround, Boston to Atlanta. Uh, road games can be pretty precarious, especially on a short week. Okay, uh, let's talk about the props for this game uh, in terms of the quarterbacks. 
Mac Jones, total passing yards. Very similar props between he and, and Matt Ryan, actually, in this game. Over, under, 251.5 passing yards. Matt Ryan, 247.5. Uh, I'd go under on Mac Jones because I think New England's going to be leading this football game, and you probably figure they're going to try and control some clock at some point in time. And if you think the Patriots are going to win comfortably, may not necessarily have a ton of yardage. And he's not a guy necessarily putting up spectacular numbers, but what he's doing is completing the throws that they need at the right time, and that's been the difference for this team. Interceptions, both at a half. Mac Jones, over a half, plus 120. You lay 60 cents juice. He won't throw one. Matt Ryan, the 60 cents juice is that he will throw one over a half. You get plus 120 if you think Matt Ryan, no interceptions. Uh, you know, I would go with more Matt Ryan to throw a pick. Uh, I, I think that's probably a situation. The one thing where you got to be careful on these things, and it's rare in the NFL, but if you have a Hail Mary situation at the end of the first half or the end of the game. They shouldn't even count as interception. I, do you know what's funny? They have to for betting, betting, but like in a quarterback stats, it's a meaningless. I've always said that it really is. It's, it's totally meaningless. And then touchdown passes, uh, they're both at one and a half. Over one and a half favored 40 cents juice with Mac Jones. Under one and a half, 85 cents juice. If you think Matt Ryan throws two touchdown passes, plus 135. Only a 50 cent spread there. Yeah, very I, reasonable. <laughs> I, I do not. And Vegas is wondering why they're getting slammed by the other states, huh? Uh, all right, it's Thursday, so we do this. You really love this when I put my list together of the top five teams. Let me. You let were me very guess. supportive of the Bills at number one last week, I remember. But again, chaotic week. We saw Survivor down to one seventy three. Now I'm all. Yeah. You're out. Yes. Um, but I was going through it this morning with Mitch and Paul. Uh, Look at last year with 1390, there were 86 people left. So basically half, right? Exactly half, but there's three times as many people. They finished with 86? No, a- after week 10. I'm oh, saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. 4,000 people, 173 this year. Last year, 1,400 people, uh, 86. So exactly half, basically, but three times as many people. So more chaotic this year. And that can be said about these top five rankings as I keep moving them around each week. Okay. Uh, I kept this team in despite the loss at home. They didn't have their quarterback. Number five, the Arizona Cardinals, who are currently at eight and two. I think they still are worthy of being in the top five, given the fact they have two wins over the 49ers, which was flattered by the 49ers' performance against the Rams on Monday night. And they have the win straight up at SoFi against the Rams. I still think they're one of the best five teams in the NFL. Well, I, I agree with you here. I think this is a team that deserves to be on this list. They played extremely well. I remember the one loss did come with Colt McCoy under center. So if Kyle, Kyler Murray plays in that game, I have a feeling they probably win that football game. Coming in at number four, a new addition to the list. They were on, then out. Now back in at number four, Dem Boys, your Dallas Cowboys. Impressive in the victory over Atlanta. Was the Denver game an aberration? Absolutely. I, I think, you know, just as I mentioned with Arizona being the Carolina game, a hiccup, I think it was the same thing with Denver. Just, you know, it's like in anything, sometimes you just have a mm-hmm. bad day, and I thought that's what it was for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll find out a lot this week at Arrowhead, the game of the week for yep. Fox. Uh, that number's still staying at two and a half. Do you think it gets to three, Chiefs' favorite at home against I, the Cowboys? I think it will by kickoff. By the way, I believe the term is America's game. Uh, oh, yeah. Any time that Joe Buck is there, it's America's game, no matter the sport. Mitchell! Mitchell! Number three, another team that's eight and two and just keeps finding a way to win, although they may have been outplayed this past weekend. Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans. Yeah, how come people are not talking about him and the job he's done? You he's lose... now he's now favorite for coach of the year. Okay, plus makes 450. Sense. You mm-hmm. lose King Henry, who's been absolutely the best running back in the NFL for the last three years, and you've got to do it with an injured uh Julio Jones. Uh this team has really done a tremendous job. The defense has progressively uh improved throughout the course of the season. Uh, I think this team has been terrific. Now, this number two is going to be very controversial, okay? Because 
they were blowout winners as the number one seed, but I dropped the Buffalo Bills down to number two. I listened to your argument last week. You were outraged that I had Buffalo um, in the top spot. Uh, and maybe I'm right. Maybe I didn't downgrade them enough of the loss to Jacksonville, and they do have three losses. I moved them down to number two of them all. Do you think number two is still too high? Uh, I think it's a little bit high. You think I, they should be behind Tennessee since Tennessee beat them in Tennessee? Yeah, and also I think the fact that Tennessee is sitting at eight and two, mm-hmm. I think you have to give them a lot of credit for that. But I don't have a problem with them being in the top five. And then my new number one. Green Bay. That's it. I had to put Green Bay there. Ultra impressed with their defense. They're running the football. They have Aaron Rodgers back now. Listen, they didn't discredit themselves in the loss at Kansas City in that game. I think if Mason Crosby makes both or either one of those field goals, that's a different game. They don't get behind. With uh, Love at quarterback, they still were competitive. They got the money as far as the betters are concerned. And I think right now they're number one, and we'll certainly put that to the test when they go at Minnesota this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with your number one with Green Bay in terms of this. The rest of the list, I, I would have a couple of things differently. I have my own top five, actually. Well, oh, you did? Yeah. You, you're going to put some skin in the game here, huh? Yeah, I figured it's one day a week I can work. Oh, wow. They got a graphic and everything. I see you and Britain are uh, working together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, outside well, of my knowledge. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, generally your your effort in the postgame show is not that strong, so we figured we'd you, at least... You've been out of here by 11.58 the last two days, buddy. All right, let's get to your number five. Why do you think I'm sticking around two minutes after the show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's start with number five here. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Despite the loss against the Washington football team, I still think this is a quality team. They're going to be dangerous, the experience, and what they were able to do last year. The one thing, if you're Tampa, and, and this is kind of a takeaway from Greg Popovich, because I can remember him talking about this. His goal in the regular season... He never worried about home field or home court advantage. Just be healthy going into the postseason and trying theoretically to play your best as you get towards April going into May. And I think with Tampa, the goal is to be healthy. Make sure Brady's on the same page with his receivers. Running game working effectively. I think this team has gotten better as the courses of the season has gone on. But there's still areas for improvement. I like Tampa at number five. All right. May I now comment yeah, on your list? All right. I have a question. Go ahead. Do any of these or more than one of these things give you pause for concern? One, Bruce Arians saying we have a very dumb team. Two, Bruce Arians, when asked about the play of the receivers, say leave the receivers out of it. This performance has nothing to do with them. It's all on the quarterback. Or three, their inability to get off the field in the last 11 minutes of the game. Well, that look, that, that drive, <laughs> let's start with number three. That okay. drive was an aberration. I thought it was just poor defense. Uh, Terry McLaurin made a tremendous catch on third down in about seven. He got tattooed on it, but he hung on to the football. The other two points you mentioned about it being a dumb team, I love Bruce Arian's style. He knows his team. He can call out guys. You look at uh, uh, White and Winfield, the two young guys that are leaders on that defense, intelligent players. He's not worried about them. Calling out Brady, he I think he's got a good relationship with Brady. It's not a problem calling out Brady. Tom can take the heat. It's not a problem. If this were some other quarterback like Jared Goff, you'd be like, holy cow, this guy's got a, he's going to have to take a mental health day. He wouldn't be able to come in ever again. The bottom line is, I think with Brady, it's not a problem. I think they'll be just fine. Okay, number four. Let's start. In terms of number four here, I've got the Buffalo Bills. Because of the loss to Tennessee, their record, I still think they're a terrific football team. Sitting at 6-3, and three, they're a dangerous team. But I like Buffalo here at the number four spot. Any objection there? No, I think it's reasonable. Yeah. Tennessee, I've got a number three. Uh, I got them ahead of them. Just, I'm so impressed with what they've been able to do. Because if you were to take the equivalent of say, Stephon Diggs, who to me is their most valuable offensive player, not Josh Allen. If you were to take him off of the Buffalo roster, how impactful could it be over the course of the season? So far, we haven't seen Tennessee skip a beat without King Henry. So let's see how long that lasts. Number two, Mike. Wait a minute now. Don't put it up yet here. Go ahead. So you're going to have some combination 
of Packers, Cowboys, Cardinals in the top two. One of them is going to be left out. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, go who ahead. Do you, who do you think I have left out? I think you have the Cowboys left out. Oh, could you not be any more wrong? You have Cowboys number one? I have Cowboys number two. <laughs> okay. Cowboys number two. Uh, Dallas has played tremendously well. I, I think this team has been outstanding. Look at that game they had lost against Tampa. It came down to a player who could have won that football game. They got blown out in the Denver game. There's no excuses there. You just got beat. And that's basically a game you chalk up to say, hey, it happens over the course of a season. If this were the NBA or the NHL, we wouldn't even think twice about it. Right? Like some nights you get blown out. And that, it just it was a bad game. They had a great win in Minnesota without Cooper, excuse me, without Dak Prescott with Cooper Rush under center. That was so impressive. This team has been really good. Some of the challenging games still remain on their schedule. We'll see how they're able to answer the bell. But Dallas, with that division being so weak, has a real, real opportunity to be the number one team in the NFC. And then, of course, number one, I've got the Green Bay Packers. Um, this team has continued to play well without their best defensive player in Jair Alexander, without the pass rush of Smith. I think this team is extremely dangerous. And Aaron Rodgers, all he does is continue to win regular season games. Why do you downgrade Arizona so much when they didn't have Kyler Murray in that loss to, to Carolina? Because I actually don't believe in Arizona as much as everybody else does. I think Arizona's a good football team, but at the end of the day, whether it's the Rams or them that wins the division, I would take Tampa, Green Bay, or Dallas over them in the NFC over Arizona. Who right are now. your next two teams, six and seven? Uh, I would have Arizona at six and seven. I would probably uh, have to go with either Kansas City or the Rams. I think the uh, the Chiefs are really coming on. I would go pay, a Chiefs Patriots right That's now. fair. I, I think they're they're the two that are knocking on the door. I think they've played some weak teams. Oh, they have. Um all right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at college football this weekend. Is it a trap or not? Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome, uh, welcome back into Odds On. This is Mike Palm with Amal Shaw, and we're going to talk some college football here, whether these games are traps or treats. But we want to remind you that this segment is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, or Amal's personal favorite, Citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Amal, let's start out in Durham, North Carolina, where Duke hosts Louisville tonight. I just wanted to ask you if you wanted to use one of the three timeouts you're allotted. Well, I'd like to take him to my grave. <laughs> like a lot of they coaches carry do. over to the second half of the show? <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> we get too involved in the off-camera stuff. And it's, exactly. it's more interesting, actually. It really is. Louisville rolled Syracuse uh, in Kentucky. Very impressive job it, by Satterfield's team. It was, actually. It, it was probably the easiest uh, against the spread win of the weekend. I, of course, I didn't have it. No, why? Why would we? Uh, <laughs> Louisville goes to Duke. This game is tonight laying a huge number here. 20 points on the road, although Duke's gotten boat raced by almost everybody. <laughs> a total of 60. I would ask you this, Amal. Is this total too low? Uh, you know, I said this during the Wake Forest game. I said, I'm concerned about Duke's offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll be able to score enough points. If they get blown out early, this game could turn into a completely one-sided affair. And then all of a sudden, you see a Duke team that struggles in this matchup. So for me, I'm going to stay away from this game. These two teams haven't played in several years, but... Mike, this is a wait-and-see game. I don't want to lay 20 on the road. At the same time, I look at it this way. I think Duke doesn't really have much fight left in them this year. 
They are three and seven. They've gotten blown out. They've lost six in a row. This team continues to struggle. And to your point, Mike, look at their margins of loss in their last four games. I mean, 48, 38, 25, and 31. David Cutcliffe has been there since 2008. How much longer? He's going to retire, I think. This will be it? Unless he sticks around for one more year. Because remember, Duke, you're not competing with the other 12 vacancies. You're not competing with SC, LSU, and these other programs. So you could probably go get a young coordinator and be fine in terms of who you're hiring. How long on his contract? Do you know that? I I do not know. Will they let him coach as long as he wants there, or will he have pressure to to leave? You know, look, he's got a good relationship with Mike Krzyzewski. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike White, uh, he's not the AD there anymore. I'm sorry, I thought he was, but... The I think it's a situation where if you're Duke, you're eventually going to make a change if you see somebody along the way, but I think Cutcliffe might just call it a career. All right, let's head into this weekend's schedule with two games left. Many teams playing to become bowl eligible. Uh, important for some, not important for others. Let's start in the SEC in Columbia, South Carolina, where Auburn has to be pretty emotionally devastated, blowing a 28-3 lead at home to Mississippi straight. They go to Columbia, laying 7.5 on the road with a total of 44.5. South Carolina is uh, is a game out from becoming bowl eligible. It's going to be an important game for them. And Alabama, a look ahead spot to uh, Auburn, a look ahead spot to Alabama. Several factors in this matchup. Okay. First of all, Shane Beamer could be potentially coaching his last couple of games. Does he go back home to Blacksburg? Remember, mm-hmm. he grew up in Blacksburg. That would be a huge opportunity for him going into the ACC. A much easier path to be successful in your league. The other thing is this line. We talked about this earlier uh, in the week on Right or Wild. Wild or Right, and to me. I think this line is right in the sense that the number's correct based on what happened last week. Otherwise, I would have thought it's too short. Mike, look at what happened to Texas when they had the collapse against Oklahoma. They ended up on a losing streak of five games because of that second-half collapse against the Sooners. I don't know how Auburn responds after blowing a, what was it, 28-3? to 28-3. They gave up, what, 42? 40 straight. Cons- yeah, 40 points. Against Mississippi State. I, I honestly don't know if this team can mentally come back because they had an outside shot of getting to the SEC title game had they run the table. Now that's off the table. You've got the Iron Bowl to play for. This could be a really bad spot for them, a flat spot against South Carolina. You mentioned it, Carolina, with the opportunity to go to a bowl game. I I want no part of Auburn in this game. Is Mississippi State better than we think they are? I mean, they have the win in College Station, where Alabama was still in front of 100,000 people on a Saturday night. They absolutely destroyed NC State in that interdivisional game. The, the, the loss was it against Memphis was a terrible punt that, that they they uh, blew the whistle and then let the guy and return the punt back. I mean, maybe Mike Leach's team were not given enough credit. Yeah, I thought Mike Leach was going to be short, uh, <laughs> not for long there yeah. in, in Stark Vegas, but you had to give him a ton of credit. I thought the road win at AM was unbelievable. That, that was terrific because that's such a tough place to play, Kyle Field. If you've never been there, it is so loud, it, it's insane. And then on top of it, you look at this team. It looked like people started to figure out this offense from Sam Pittman last year, what he did against Mississippi State after the LSU win. But give him a ton of credit. This team is dangerous. The defense has been really good. Down 28-3 to at Jordan Air. Knicks was throwing the ball wherever he wanted to. I mean, they were gashing him. To come back, and that that's almost unbelievable. I mean, they had to be 50-1 to in-game in that spot. I, I mean, did... Listen, it was probably you, off the board at that. It probably, point, I yeah. mean, they they didn't look like they look lifeless. They get the yeah. touchdown before the half. They get the t- first touchdown in the start. The second half, they get a stop, and boom, it was on. All right, let's go to the Big Ten here. Um, Michigan goes to Maryland this week. Obviously, the game is next week um, against Ohio State. Michigan lane fourteen and a half on the road with a total of fifty six and a half. Is this a pass spot with your Buckeyes next up? I think Michigan blows Maryland out. I don't think Michigan Maryland's going to score 
uh, more than 17 points in this game. I, th- I think they're probably somewhere between 13 to 16, and I think Michigan gets to 31. I think the defense is still very good. I think the offense will be more effective. They're not going to play a defense as good as Penn State's. I like them in this matchup here. Final home game of the year at Kennick for the once number two ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. They get the Bielema-less Illinois uh, fighting Illini coming in here. Iowa has a rivalry game with Nebraska next week to close out the season. Remember, if they hold serve in both games and Minnesota can beat Wisconsin, Iowa would represent the Big Ten West in the championship game. Uh, 13, the number here, 38 and a half. Is this too many points in such a low total game? I think it's actually too short in terms of numbers. I mean, I'm not necessarily uh, enamored with Padilla at quarterback, but when you look at this team, I think they're going to be defensively very solid because Illinois is one-dimensional. You've got to shut down Chase Brown. If you can do that, you've got a great chance to win the football game. He's had a terrific season. Make no mistake about that for the Illini. But I think under 14 here, I like the Hawkeyes. Uh, I would lean Hawkeyes. Look, Minnesota's got a good rushing attack, right? The way they moved the ball was with the pass. Yes. Uh, Iowa, Iowa did not allow them to gash away. They forced Minnesota into too many long drives where one mistake it ends it and it forces into a field goal. I don't see Illinois being able to line up and take 17 plays and go down the field against Iowa. So I would not take the points here. Maybe it's a look at an in-game opportunity if Illinois falls behind and becomes one-dimensional having to pass. Um, Arizona travels north to the Palouse to take on Washington State. Arizona wins against Cal, and then they they cover against Utah last week. Um, is 15 too many points to lay at home here with the Cougars, uh, who are a game away from bold eligibility with the Apple Cup next? You, know, you have to give uh, Arizona credit for one thing. This team has continuously competed. They could have easily laid down based on the way the season has gone. What, they lose 20 in a row before they beat Cal? Yeah, or something, uh, something like that, Something like that, right? yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to be competitive. I just don't know. Can they slow down Washington State enough? Um, I'm not going to touch this football game, but I would lean towards Arizona on the points here. Notre Dame sits at 9-1. and one. They host Georgia Tech this week at South Bend, lane 17. Then they get to play Stanford next week. They're real close to finishing with an 11-1 season and then see if there's chaos around them for a shot at getting into the playoff once again. 17 and 59 and a half here. You like Notre Dame to crush Georgia Tech in this game. I, I do. I feel like this is this game feels like 41-17, uh, 45-17 in favor of the Irish, something like that. I think Notre Dame dominates. All right, I want to ask you this question about Notre Dame. I was just doing the Megapod with Gil. That'll come out a little later today. Todd Wishniff, and then our guest again, we thank Brent Musburger for coming on. Todd bet a ticket on Notre Dame to make the playoff plus 550, and Brent absolutely loves the ticket. He thinks Notre Dame is getting in. What do you say, Amal? Um, I think it's going to be tough for them to get in. They're going to need Cincinnati to drop a game. If the Bearcats don't lose a game, and even if they do, I, do they necessarily get in with that head-to-head scenario? I think it's a double-edged sword for Notre Dame because a Cincinnati loss hurts them because their loss is to Cincinnati. And have, I think I think the only way Notre Dame gets in is if Cincinnati gets in with them. They can't put an 11-1 and Notre Dame team ahead of an undefeated Cincinnati team. Can they, Amal? No. That would be just so outrageous. Well, it would basically go to show you that we're going for the money, right? You're going for the name with Notre Dame, and I don't know if Notre Dame carries the same cachet it once did. Where does Oklahoma State fit into all of this if they if they win Bedlam and then they beat either Oklahoma or Baylor in the in the Big 12 championship game? I think they have to be right there. I would agree with you. You know, that's the one thing nobody's talking about is the Big 12 because uh-huh. still you have a viable team in Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Both would have one loss potentially uh, if one of them runs the table. Uh, I think the key games are going to be this uh, Utah-Oregon game, depending on what happens to the Ducks. The Michigan-Michigan-Michigan-Ohio State game is going to matter, assuming both go into it with one loss next weekend. 
And then also you're potentially looking at facing off against Wisconsin. That That's not going to be easy, but I don't know if Wisconsin is going to be able to score enough points against the Buckeyes or against Michigan. Can they get the revenge? What's more important to the committee for a one-loss team? The credibility of the loss or their best win? That's a great question, and I don't know the answer. That's that's a brilliant question. I don't have an answer for that. Well, one. that's the whole case with Oregon, right? They have the great win, but they have the inexcusable loss. Yeah, but I thought the win supersedes the loss. I, I, I just feel like, remember, Joe Moorhead wasn't calling plays that day. He was out. Um, I, I think you got to give Warren credit. Going down the road in college football is so tough. Ask the Crimson Tide. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to continue with the college football slate for this weekend. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you looking to stuff your stockings? The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm all Shaw with yours truly, Mike Palm. Let's continue on the college football slate. Let's go to the ACC here. I well, love the ACC. Uh, well, I like the basketball's pretty decent, right? <laughs> I mean, they had a couple good coaches. Um, possible uh, sandwich spot here for Florida State. They led, they trailed, they came back and won against Miami. They broke their four-game losing streak. And up next, a very winnable game at the Swamp. But first, they have to go to Chestnut Hill to take on Boston College. Boston College already qualified for a bowl at 6-4. and four. Florida State's 4-6, and six, but become bowl eligible to close out the season with the three straight wins. Boston College favored in this spot. I'm all 1.5, 54.5. Is this a good spot for Boston College and a bad spot for Florida State? Yeah, I think so. I think an emotional come-from-behind victory against Miami, a lead that they blew. They were up by 13 in that game. I like BC here. I don't think this line should be less than a field goal. I think it should be three, three and a half. I like Boston College here. I like Jordan Travis in terms of what he's going to be for Florida State, particularly next year. But I think BC with uh, Phil Jerkovic back under center is a different football team. Uh, and Mike Norvell is getting the program going in the right direction, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time still. I think he is. I think yeah. it was left so poorly, this program, what he took over. That it's another job where it, in four years, maybe they get back into the national landscape. My question was going to be about Halfley, the guy that you love. Do you think he turns BC into a conference championship team? I don't or know. Or he'll go somewhere else before that happens. I don't know because you can relate to this. I think one of the challenges at Boston College that exists for recruiting is you have certain academic credentials that have to be met. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's a Jesuit school. Yeah. So there's you don't necessarily get to admit anybody that can play football. So there's some criteria that has to be met. I think it'll be a challenge, but I think Halfley's a terrific coach. You know, just one quick point on this. That's why it's so important when you take a head coaching job and you see some guys turn down certain programs, it's the right move. You don't go for that short-term game. You got to pick the really the right spot because sometimes you may not be able to elevate from where you are. I tend to believe that these two two jobs in Washington are more attractive than people think they are because everybody's talking about USC, 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 USC. I, I think when you look at the University of Washington, I think it is the second best job in the Pac-12. Now, I think Arizona State could Better be. than Oregon with all that Phil Knight money? Let me ask you this. Phil Knight's in his 80s. Mm-hmm. What happens when Phil Knight may no longer be around? Does Oregon still get uh, the same support from Nike that they do with Phil Knight? Well, they probably know what his kid's relationship is with Oregon, so they'd probably be able to answer that better than I would. But. Right, that's a fair point. But uh, if you look at Washington, going back to the dog father, 
how good Don James and them were. I mean, th- those were some teams. You couldn't run the football on those teams, right? They win a national championship uh, with Georgia Tech, right? They Over the course of time, the tenure of it, he had a better run than anybody else in the Pac-12. It Pac- was the winningest coach right? in the Pac-12, yeah. yeah, at one point. And I'm with you. I think Washington's still a great place. Now, the recruiting may not be as sound. They've had some players that they missed on. Actually, the Buckeyes got three of their top recruits. But all I'm saying is I think Washington's a great program and tremendous, tremendous support in Seattle for the Huskies. Do you think Matt Rule is at Carolina, or is he at a college program next year? He's at Carolina. Because David Tepper's the richest owner in the NFL. Matt Rule has got that program going in the right direction. And the one thing, once you get a taste of the NFL, is you don't have to go recruit. Um, okay, let's go back to the Big Ten. Purdue, who has several quality wins this year, including beating a second-ranked and third-ranked team in Iowa and Michigan State. They go, they go to Evanston to take on Northwestern. Purdue off the loss to Ohio State. Lane 11. Total of 47 here, Amal. Yeah, tricky number here. I don't want to lay this with the Boilermakers, but as you said yesterday can't or earlier in the week, you can't take Northwestern plus 11. You have no confidence, no trust in this team. And Jeff Brom, in my opinion, should be the number two coach of the year in the Big Ten behind Mel Tucker and the job he's done. I, I, I disagree with you. Go ahead. I think Harbaugh is the coach of the year. I think Harbaugh under tremendous pressure here this year, and I, I think that they'll it'll come down to them in Ohio State. Um, they went to Wisconsin. They beat Wisconsin. That's a very credible victory there. They they had some bad calls against them in that Michigan State game. Yeah, they did blow the lead, but I, I really think under tremendous pressure, Jim Harbaugh did a great job this year. First of all, I'm wrong because I overlooked Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot yeah. it because I, I'm so used yeah. to Michigan always being a top-caliber yeah. team. Now, if Ohio State beats him by 60 again, maybe I'd change my opinion, but... No, but I, I think you bring up a very yeah. valid point. I thought calls went against them in the Michigan State game. That was a game that they were the better football team in. But give Kenneth Walker credit. puts a five-burger up on Michigan. Uh, but to me, I, I still think the talent in Ann Arbor is better than Sparty. That's why I'm giving Mel Tucker a lot of credit. Take nothing away from Brom. We said before the season he was one of the five coaches most likely to lose his job. <laughs> I mean, to win at Iowa... <laughs> And then to dominate yeah. against Michigan State at home against two top ranked teams—they were teams. second and third, third ranked. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's impressive. Yeah. Um, also in the in the Big Ten, Penn State off the disappointing home loss to Michigan, host Rutgers and Greg Schiano. Uh, you know, the next week they have their closer, and this is funny. It's been this way for years. They always close with Michigan State, right? right. That that became sort of their their rivalry game or their closer game here. So they had Michigan last week. Rutgers sandwiched in between Michigan and Michigan State. Rutgers 5-5, five and five, still with the ability to get to a bowl. Shiano, another coach that's done a great job in the Big Ten this year. The Nittany Lions laying 17 here at home, 46-and-a-half. Is that too many against a defensive-minded coach like Shiano? I believe it is. I think Rutgers, the problem is they're so inept offensively. That's where the problem concerns. I like the under 46-and-a-half in this one. I think Sean Clifford being banged up, he got beaten to death. I mean, oh. you got to respect his toughness yeah. for what he did in that game against Michigan. But I think they just don't have enough offense and I think Rutgers offensively being inept with this Penn State defense, this to me feels like, you know, maybe 24-14 or 24-10. I compare Rutgers to Illinois. I think they're very, very similar teams, except Illinois is more talented in the running game. Mm-hmm. But I think they're very similar teams. Um, Rutgers did win at Illinois. Illinois won at Penn State. Obviously, Clifford still was the, the uh, nagging injuries there coming back. Uh, off of what happened at Iowa, they didn't really throw the ball that much. They went into the, all those overtimes with the two-point conversions. I think Rutgers keeps this game closer than expected, though. I think this is a 10- or a 14-point game. I tend to agree with you. As I said, 24-14. And I like your comparison of Rutgers to Illinois. The only thing I say is Illinois should be better than they are because there's some in-state talent in that state. They should do a better job in the Northeast. You, it's just you don't find as many recruits. A battle of five and five teams in Columbia, Missouri, as Dan Mullen and the Gators invade Florida's lane, nine in this spot with a total of 69 and a half. 
Uh, Missouri closes with Arkansas. Florida closes with FSU. Both teams need one win to become bowl eligible. Does Florida even want to go to a bowl game this year? You know, I'm going to tell you something. I thought you brought up an excellent point. There are a lot of times players don't want to go into bowl prep because you have 15 additional practices. Mm -hmm. And when you look at Florida, this is a program that wants to play on a New Year's Day bowl or college football playoff level. I don't know if everybody's all in right now. you got Florida State on deck. This is a game they should win handily if they're engaged. I don't know how engaged they are at this point in time. But maybe the momentum from the second half, they won. They got embarrassed. Maybe they play better. And if you're ever going to get right, I think it's against Missouri, who can't stop anybody defensively. All right, let's stay in the SEC. Vanderbilt goes to Old Miss. Old Miss, great win. Game day was there. They beat Texas A&M. Uh, Bear made the great point. Texas A&M only had one true road win this year, and that was at Columbia, Missouri. Um, they have the Egg Bowl next week. This, this might be the, the Egg Bowl in a long time since both teams have been this good. But meanwhile, they have Vanderbilt in between. 36 and a half and 64 and a half. You touching this game at all? I, I am not. Uh, you know, if you can get under 21 with Ole Miss in the first half, I would look at them. I think they're going to go out and absolutely boat race this team. Matt Corral should have a monster day. Uh, but I, I want no part of this game. Uh, okay, back to the Big 12. Oklahoma State, I think they're right there. They're right on the cusp of a playoff, but they have their season in front of them. They have to go to Lubbock where Dan, uh, <clears throat> Matt Campbell and the boys from Iowa State stumbled last week. What a crazy game that was. I was doing more research for that for no hyperbole. You see Bob Bowlesby suspended the Texas Tech announcer. I saw that. Have, have you listened to the clip? Of, I have. They were out of line. 100% out of Reading line. Reading off the names, saying it was a fixed game. Oh, the, I, the Big 12 ones on Iowa, Iowa State. State. Why? Yeah, exactly. They have three losses already. What does that have to do with it? Give me a break. I, I don't know. Now, maybe there was the, the you know some reviews that didn't go there. They had a clear two student sections of throwing trash on the field. That Ridiculous. was an ugly scene. And it takes away from that kid's 62-yard field goal to win the game. Nevertheless, Oklahoma State now goes into Lubbock this week. Next up, Bedlam against the Sooners. Uh, Mike Gundy's crew laying 10 on the road, 56 and a half. Bad spot for Oakey Light. Don't want to be going into uh, here into uh, this matchup in Lubbock against Texas Tech. I like the plus 10 at home. Look, terrific defense. Oklahoma State's got an elite, elite defense. Spencer Sanders, the offense, has been better. But the problem is you've got Bedlam on tap. You've got a Texas Tech team that generally plays well at home. And I thought that was a momentum-building victory that they had for Sonny Cumbie in that game against Iowa State. They move forward. I think they, they don't, they're not going to win this game, in my opinion, but I think they got a chance. Well, they had nothing to rally the troops around this year except for that win. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. that's the signature spot now. And they get to stay home with the momentum as well. Let's close off with this. Baylor goes to the Little Apple to take on K-State. We both said this number would be one, one and a half in favor of Kansas State. Kansas State, a very solid team, well coached by Kleeman. The quarterback's been there for a long time. Baylor off a very huge emotional win, but Dave Aranda's team is very good as well. Kansas State minus one, a total of 50. Are you touching this one, Amal? I am not, but I would look towards potentially Baylor here because I thought that was a momentum-changing win for this team, for Dave Aranda and company. A tremendous victory. Look, if Oklahoma State wins Bedlam, they're going to the Big 12 title game. Absolutely. It'll yeah. be it, yes, because Oklahoma will have two losses. Absolutely. So Baylor needs this spot in order to take on Oklahoma State, get a rematch in a revenge spot in, in Jerry World. It'd be unbelievable for them. Yeah, I think that would be a great spot. Okay, when we come back, we'll take a look if we have any plays and then which teasers are the most attractive in the NFL. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. 
This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Amal, last night, Northern Illinois. Yeah, overtime victory by six. They're going to be in the MAC championship game. Absolutely. They've Great done a job. tremendous job. They had zero wins last year. I know. To the MAC championship. They were 100 to 1 preseason to win the MAC. Are you How'd serious? You like to have that? Yeah. How'd you like to have that ticket? Wake Forest was 200 to 1 to win the ACC. Got you know, two teams very live. One of my favorite things about doing the show, you know, people sit there and used to think that we didn't like each other. I love working with you, we get along great. But I, I enjoy because I've learned so much. Our producer, Britton Hess, knows sports betting extremely well. We talk about the future so much. That was something I've never really gotten into, and I've really started to learn to look at it. 
My man over there, Mr. Sharpie back there, took the Chicago Bulls to win the NBA title at 47-1, to 1, now down to 25-1. to 1. They were a big in Portland last night, the last I looked. Did they finish that off? Of course not. It's the NBA. They lost? The yeah, of course. Oh, they were Come. up like 12, 14. Oh, you're not aware Damian doesn't play until the third and fourth quarter. Good call on the uh, Lakers also. You said they wouldn't win, but they cover nine. Yeah, they got the, the plus seven they got there. You got there a little bit lucky probably with Arkansas, but the game flew over. The game flew over. The total had no chance there. Yeah. Britt and I were texting back and forth. Northern Iowa shot lights out, but I was very fortunate to cover the 12 and a half. Didn't have it in the, in the plays, but I said I like the, the under here with the rare team to cover 13 and they get there. Uh, two, All right, you're eyeing, you're eyeing a, a big Sky Pac-12 matchup tonight. Yeah, that's exactly right. The Vandals of Idaho in that big matchup. If you've ever been unfortunate enough to fly into the Moscow-Pullman Airport in Idaho, you know this is a rivalry game only about 30 minutes apart between these two schools. I like Idaho, Idaho catching 20 at home against Washington State. Look, Wazoo's going to blow them out, but 20 is a big number on the road. You just got to hang around enough in this game. So I like Idaho catching 20 here. And they're going to go to a game uh, between Clemson and Temple. This Clemson team is pretty good. They can shoot the basketball. They defend well. Broad Brunell's teams are always very solid defensively. Temple, tell you what, since Fran Dunphy retired, this mm. program has been going downhill. And even go back to John Chaney. But I like Clemson here minus the five in this matchup against Temple. Uh, is Clemson a tournament team? They are going to be one of those teams. If they can go 10-8 and eight in the ACC, they're in. Okay, let's get uh, let's go to the uh, NFL schedule this week and talk about teasers. We'll break down every game in more detail tomorrow. I want to start with the game that's a, a playoff rematch from last year. The Colts going to Orchard Park to take on the Bills. This number's sitting steadily at 7. Would you tease the Colts up to 13 or the Bills down to 1? Great question. I would go Bills down to 1 because I think they're going to win this game at home. They're a little bit more complete football team, but I don't think you should sleep on the Colts. They're five and five and right, five and five right now, playing much better than people realize. Winners of two in a row. And I get they've had some weak opponents along the way, but they put themselves in a position to be competitive. Uh, I think this number is absolutely correct where it should be, but I think Buffalo at home and Orchard Park wins. Do you think that the Indianapolis Colts are better, the same, or worse than they were last year with Phillip Rivers? I love that question, and I think they're a little bit worse. I do as well. I I, th- I love the tailback with Martin. He's unbelievable. but And he's gotten better than he was last year. But I think there's just something about Carson Wentz that tells me this guy's not the long-term answer. Okay, let's move on to the game at Soldier Field. This is a game that's had a lot of movement. This opened six and a half, Ravens at Bears. It's down to five, four and a half in some spots right now. You can find them all. A lot of money coming in on the Bears. Would you tease the Bears down? I guess it would be through the zero now. So, uh uh, <clears throat> or would you tease the Bears up through the up up through the ten, or the Ravens through the zero, or do you have a play on this game straight up? Uh, I would lean towards taking the Bears plus five, but I would tease the Bears up to eleven. The Ravens have those three additional days coming off a loss. This team's going to be hungry, but they've been inconsistent at times. I think Justin Fields, he's shown he's gotten better in terms of throwing the football, Mike. I think he'll have some opportunities to be able to attack this team. And if you can put this Ravens def- excuse me, offense in a situation where they've got to throw the ball to beat you, you take your chances. I like the Bears in this spot. As, I as like the Bears I. straight up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, plus yeah, five here. Do yeah. you think they win the game outright? I, I don't know, but I think this is a one-score game. I don't I'm mind putting it in the teaser as well. Yeah. I think the Bears' defense is as good as the Dolphins' defense. Now, will the Bears follow the Miami game plan and water the field down so that it's just mud and Lamarck and Lamar cannot escape uh, these blitzes that they send with the quarterbacks? I don't know. Will it's, Greg Roman, having nine days to figure out a game plan, would he adjust to that? I don't know. 
The big thing you got to look at the, with the Bears is some questionable. So Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, uh, Danny Trevathan, all these guys listed as questionable. The other thing is, though, the good news for the Bears is they have the same grounds crew that's you, the Welsh Ryan Arena. I mean, not Welsh Ryan, over at Evanston, whatever the field name is. They gave the basketball arena by mistake, but they have the same, like, three-inch of grass on the field there. Bill Carmody, underrated coach <laughs> at Northwestern. Texans at Titans. Titans just find a way to keep winning. Uh, with the help of a terrible uh, roughing the passer call this past weekend. But they do sit at 8-2. and two. They have a three-game lead on the Colts in their division. Texans, Terod Taylor got that game back. He didn't play that well in Miami. Uh, this number, 10, 10.5 sitting right now in favor of the Titans with a total of 44.5. Would you tease the Texans up past the 14 to 16, or would you tease the Titans down perhaps a seven-point teaser down to three? I, I wouldn't do either way. Okay. I would I, pass I, I, this game? Completely. I don't even like Houston plus 10. I don't like laying the points with Tennessee for sure. Uh, I, I just don't like this. This could be blowout city. I think Tennessee could be in a situation where they potentially could get upset here. Not that the Texans are a good football team. I just still am concerned about this team long-term, even though I had them number three in the in the rankings um, long-term. I, I just feel like a division game can sometimes be a bit of a hiccup. Probably the second best, best matchup of the weekend. Packers go to the Vikings. Remember the Packers had that awful performance down in Jacksonville in game one against the Saints. They've covered every week since, winning all games but one, and, of course, the the loss they covered in Kansas City. Now they take on a Vikings team, played very well at SoFi against the Chargers. You saw Zimmer much more aggressive in that yeah. spot, going on fourth down. Remember there was a fake punt that they had, the, the, the referees blew the whistle on. He was also going to run a fake punt earlier in that game on fourth and seven. This number moving as well. Packers from two and a half down to one and a half um, with a total of 48. Would you tease the Vikings up through seven here? I would. Yeah. I think it's going to be a competitive game. This is a huge rivalry. Um, I, I think it's going to be a tight, tough game. I don't know who wins this game, but I think Minnesota, as Frank Schwab alluded to earlier yesterday, this is a better team than they get credit for. You mentioned a fake. I want to go back to something that, because I didn't watch the game Monday night, but I, somebody sent me a message, so I went back and watched the tape of the game. The Rams ran a fake field goal at the end of the first half, and it was fourth and long. Here's my problem with the situation. Even if you convert the first down, Mike, you're you going to kick a field goal. There's not enough time. You got time I, to run one play. I mean, <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, it's so stupid. McVay's very good when he leads at half. Nobody talks about what happens when he trails at half. Great point. Okay. Uh, Dolphins at Jets. Uh, this number sitting at three, three and a half in favor of the road team. Jets, the first time team since 1966 to give up 45 points in three out of three out of four weeks. So much for the defensive mind of Robert Salah. Uh is this Dolphins team better than their record? Would you would you tease this came through the zero? Would you tease the Jets up to nine and a half or ten? Or do you play this straight with the Dolphins? I'd play this straight with Miami here. I don't like Joe Flacco. The guy's a statue. He can't move. I think you need a quarterback. He's always been a statue. He has, but it's even <laughs> more so as he's advanced in age. Um, he's got the big arm. But I don't want to lay three and a half, though, but I, I would probably lean towards Miami here. I, look, it's not because of the win against Baltimore. This is just an anti-Joe Flacco play. I, I, I'm telling you, Joe Flacco's not good. The Miami defense, I think, is a top third defense in the league. That's fair. agree or disagree? I, I would say top half. Okay. Uh, Saints at Eagles. I have a strong opinion on this game. Uh, Saints off that tough loss in Tennessee. Eagles with the impressive win. Denver had the COVID issues, but still, they pretty much dominated that game against Vic Fangio. Eagles, two, now down to one and a half. Do you tease the Saints up through the seven here, or do you like the Eagles in this spot? Uh, yes, I tease the Saints up, but I think the Saints win this football yeah, I game. I do, too. Uh, I think the Vikings are winning. I think the Saints are winning. I Both tend to small agree dogs you. this week. Uh, I think New Orleans, Kamara questionable in this one. I think he'll be able to go. 
And this defense, I think, will be able to slow down Jalen Hurts enough. He's going to have to be accurate. This is a good defense. Yeah, exactly. I think they can stop the Sooner, Sooners offense here. Yes. No, he's going to have to beat you from the pocket in this game. And Absolutely. if he does, he does. I'll live I'm with, with it if Jalen Hurts beats me from the pocket. Completely agree This ain't you. UCLA's defense, okay? <laughs> All right. The football team uh, goes to travels to Carolina to play the Panthers. Uh, Cam Newton, I think, is going to get the start this week, right? They used him in kind of a relief specialty role last week. I'm not sure that that's not the role they should have him in in, in, terms of, in in terms of starting and not start Walker. This number is three, three and a half in some spots. Do you like teasing the football team up through seven? I don't like teasing this game. I don't like this game in general. I think Carolina wins, uh, but it wouldn't, be surprised, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they end up kind of laying an egg also. San Francisco off the impressive Monday night victory over the Rams travels to Jacksonville. That's a long trip of all uh, to take on Urban Meyer's squad. The 49ers in this spot lane six and a half. Do you tease them down or do you tease the Jags up through 10? Uh, I, I don't want to touch either. The reason why I think it's a bad spot for San Francisco. You come off a great emotional Monday night win, but it's a short week, short of week and a long, long travel. travel 10 o'clock start time for the body clock. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game. And Jacksonville has competed far more. Look at that game against Indi- Indianapolis. They were right there. I mean, so I, I would take a look at – I'm sorry, I would pa- pass on this one. Quick thoughts on Cowboys-Chiefs. This number's sitting at two and a half. Do you think it gets to three? And would you like to tease Dallas up through the seven? I don't want to tease them. I, I think that's just a game. If you like the Chiefs, you take it. If you like Dallas, wait till it gets to three. All right. Stay tuned to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Next up, Betting Across America. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. 